broadcasting Scotland across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. It is Ramsey in the hot seat again with another guest co-host. Um, I missed last week, so apologies if you were looking out for my dulcet tones, but then again, maybe not. Uh, I was absolutely just, I was knackered. I was just simply knackered. So welcome to the listeners who are listening to this show tonight. And I thank you for tuning in wherever you are in the world, wherever you may be sitting, or maybe you're in your living room, maybe you're just booging away to listen to some tunes or whatever you're up to. Welcome and listen to the show because we have a fantastic guest co-host uh, from London again. We like we like our London contacts. It seems to be a wee trend going on in the moment, which is great. Um, but you are tuned into the Hatchick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show on heartsonglive.co.uk, Edinburgh's number one inspirational radio station. Um, and this is me in the hot seat. So we are about to bring in our guest co-host. We have some breaking news, which we'll come into that in a second. If you, as our supermarket shopper, if you like your favourite supermarket, if you've got a favourite one, whether it's Asda, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Aldi, whatever, we have some news. It's coming in. There's going to be an interesting merger, but we'll break that in a second. We'll bring in our next co-host. So, as we bring in our co-host, we're going to have some nice intro music just to get her in, because she is the woman, inspirational coaching... And she doesn't play, well she does play, but she doesn't play in, by sitting on her backside, she gets it done. So before we introduce our guest co-host, hold on a second. I came to play, there's a price to pay, time for you to get down on your knees. And we welcome Nadine Barrett. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. How are you? Good, aye. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming and accepting our invitation. We didn't. Uh, we had to contact just to do some legalities with our North Korean legal team just to make sure everything was set in stone, you know. I don't know. Did you get that letter, the memo? It's all good, yeah. We're That's ready good. to go. Okay, okay. I'll just I'll make sure the North Korean legal team are, are, are contacting them. <laughs> so we have we seem to be, <laughs> we go to quite a lot of legal teams on this show. We tend to fire them because they don't do very well, or they just run away. So uh, <laughs> moving on from that anyway. So welcome, Nadine Barrett, as a guest host on the Hatch and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show on Hearts on Live the UK. And uh, yeah, so breaking news: what I was just talking about. As supermarkets, there's been a potential merger of supermarkets. Now, where's your favourite shop, Nadine? Where do you do your shopping? Well, I kind of bounce between the big three, so Tesco, Sainsbury's, and Asda, depending on what I need to buy. Okay, so I'm one of those. Yeah, I'm I'm loyal shopper. Okay, Morrison's at all? Morrison's? Do you do Morrison's? Sorry? Do you do Morrison's at all? 
No, there's none in my area, actually. Mm. So they're the three that are within a couple of miles of, of me, so there's no more supermarkets in this area. I'm a bit of a floater. Uh, more at the moment, depending on where I'm working, do Sainsbury's, I do Tesco's, I do Morrison's. I don't do Asda as often as I could do. Uh, but I just like I do little for coffee not little I do Aldi for coffee because the fresh coffee because it's actually cheap but it's good actually good wow. fresh coffee it's actually their Italian fresh coffee it's about 160 or something a bag happy days put in a cafe put in a cafe tear in the morning for breakfast what would you not know? Well, I'm much more of a herbal tea kind of girl, but I know people take coffee really seriously, so if you're yeah. getting a good batch, then I can understand why you're going there. Yeah, it's not too bad. But So the breaking news on the supermarket side was that Sainsbury's and Asda are on the latter stages of a £10 billion merger. Now... I know Sainsbury's is not the cheapest of shops, as that is a bit cheaper, and it's still owned by Walmart, which I didn't realise it was. I thought they'd actually sold it. Uh, but there is a £10 million merger potentially going to go ahead, and more details will be breaking on the news on Monday morning, uh, Monday coming up. So, I mean, do you find, what's your, when you go to Sainsbury's, I mean, obviously, when you're shopping, do you find the price, Sainsbury's is quite expensive, it's not the most cheapest of shops to go to. Uh, or when you go to Asda, obviously it's a bit cheaper. What do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Are you a bit of both, but do you. What I, mean, I do, yeah. Sainsbury's is definitely a bit pricier on some of the items and the ranges they have. Um, but it depends because I'm gluten and dairy free, there's some things I have to shop around for to get the right products. I think each of those supermarkets sells certain things I want, but not everything. So it'll be quite interesting to see if it does go ahead, how they're going to merge maybe product lines or if they're going to keep the identity separate. I just sort of don't know what's going to happen. Right. Are you gluten and dairy-free for a reason or is it just because it's your choice or are you got an allergy to dairy stuff? Yeah, it makes me ill. Um, it took a while to figure out what it was that was I was being affected by, but they're the main two. I mean, too, dairy products tends to be a common cause of a lot of things with uh, uh, among people, especially. I, mean, I don't eat. I used to eat bowls of cereal like they're going out of fashion, and I used mm. to just say, "Well, I guess I got a bowl of cereal, but chucking the, the Kellogg's Frosties or something, or and you, or you get the crunchy nut cornflakes. You have about three bowls in one because they're just so addictive." Um, <laughs> yeah. Then I started realising why why my sinuses going a bit nuts and uh, I'm popping paracetamol and ibuprofen to sort them out and realising I can't really, I can't have much dairy products. I can eat in moderation, if not end up suffering, but uh, that's just the way it gets not ideal. So dairy products tend to be the most common cause of a lot of problems these days, um, which is not, not really helpful when it comes to buying food or whatever. But uh, hey ho! But anyway, let's uh, well, before we kick off with Nadine and what she does, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about her coaching and uh, what she does as a business, and we'll mm-hmm. later kick off uh, coming to what she, the a general purpose of uh, what's happening in youth services and the, the uprising of youth violence and a bit of an insight to that and why it's declining, why there's not much help but first we'll discuss her coaching what makes her different from any other coach because there's a lot of coaches out there and maybe thinking what is different by this girl to somebody else and who does coaching but you're going to get the insight on the Hatchick and Ramsey on this podcast show on heartsonline.co.uk and a shout out to anybody who's listening let me know hope you're going to be keeping well and uh, we'll come back after a song um, what are we thinking you fancy about Diana Ross Belinda Carlisle Dolly Parton or um Denise Williams, I'll let you choose. What do you want? Oh, let's go with Diana Ross. Yeah, Diana definitely. Ross, right, okay. Let's go for a bit of Diana Ross, okay? So if you're in for your chain reaction, folks, and, you, and especially some folk like to dance around the room, you can uh, 
go for it and uh, you can tap your shoes or your cup of tea if you're just uh, sitting in your armchair your horlicks and your rug over your lap if you're feeling old but anyway <laughs> so we'll be back after some Diana Ross with Chain Reaction
and welcome back to Artigram Jimmy's podcast show with on Hearts Online the Code UK with our guest co-host Nadine Barrett. That was uh, uh Ross with Chain Reaction with the Bee Gees in the background on that song. Wonderful song. So Nadine, so how's it going? What's going on? It's going really, really well. Yeah, just uh, chilling out for the weekend, talking to you. So this is a really good way to spend my Saturday. And looking forward to summer coming up and some more plans along the way. Yeah, so tell us. Tell us about your coaching. What is it you do that's different from everybody else's coaching strategy? Well, I think, like any profession, there's always going to be people that are on the same path as you. So how many coaches there are, the numbers, that's not really a concern of mine. I'd be more worried if people weren't interested in doing the same thing. But actually, everybody is aligned to who they are going to be most connected with, who's going to be able to meet their needs in the best way. And the great thing with coaching is there's so many different avenues that people want to up-level on and people want to learn about, and people specialise in those different areas. Mm -hmm. So for me... I really, I call myself a lifestyle coach because I want to look at the balance for men and women so that they can get an overall balance in their life and then excel in the areas that really, really light them up. So those places they want to go into full out, maybe they've got a calling or a hobby or something they've never explored, a business they want to start, or they just need to heal some relationships and heal themselves. Um, whatever it is, it's really, really pertinent to them, we will make sure that everything else is settled down and then we will work on those main focus areas. But I do a lot of one-to-one coaching, I do group coaching as well, and we work on lots of topics like mindset, confidence, uh, productivity, health and self-love, and one of the key things at the moment that seems to be coming up is a lot about being authentic, people are really trying to tap into who they really are at their core and feel like what they're doing is aligned to them and not that they've just kind of fallen into a life path. So a lot of spiritual connection in there, but also just that that basis of being happy and being connected. And that's where I focus mainly on. Okay. Give us uh, an example of somebody or maybe a client or a previous client that you've coached Mm -hmm. and from what they, if you're... uh, able to regarding uh, what they came from from what their lifestyle was like before you coach them and what they're doing now and if they're how successful are they and what they're doing yeah sure um there's been a few people that i've worked with um i think particularly the more recent ones there was somebody that was really unconfident they wanted to start a business they weren't able to do that because they had a lot of issues with self-doubt So we worked around what they felt about themselves and building a new self-perception and taking away everybody else's old stories and all the stuff that happened and almost giving them a clean slate. Um, They are now at uni studying. They're working on their business and launching that product and things that they're testing at the moment and in a really, really happy relationship. And that all came from the core of how they felt about themselves and being completely stuck and procrastinating, not being able to try anything new, really. Um, And for others, I I ran a course called Upgrade Your Mind, Upgrade Your Money Flow, and it was originally a masterclass I ran live, and I did some within other people's VIP coaching programs as well. But I've just put this out, it's about to launch in May as an online course with some additional bits, because I've realised that some of the things that people were struggling with was not just that they had a really poor relationship with money, they either didn't know how to keep it or spend it, but they really also didn't feel that they were worthy of having it. They were doing all these things to self-sabotage. So we've added in some additional components around things like visualisations and um, using 
meditations to really problem solve and get themselves back into a calm state of mind. So for those people, I've had some great testimonies recently where they've realized they've been tripping themselves up and they've started to take control of their finances, they're paying off debt, they're sticking to a budget plan, they're starting to attract new opportunities and they're allowing themselves to actually be successful, which is the greatest kind of win, I think, when we, we get out of our, our own way. Um, so there's lots of things around really personalised problems. And then within my group, whenever things come up, I also run a free Facebook group called The Emerging Warrior, and I do weekly training in there. So that is based on monthly themes that a lot of people at the moment have been feeling like they just don't know how to take the next step. So I've been doing a lot on decluttering and moving forward and a lot on forgiveness. And this has been just great for men and women in there because they've been able to physically clear a lot of stuff, but also emotionally. So they're now, you know, getting in touch with me and telling me that they've They've applied for new jobs or they've got themselves radio or a TV interview and they're doing all these amazing things that they didn't feel they were able to even approach before. So that for me is like, it's just so heartwarming to hear that people have been able to take action and start to actually do the things that they want to do. Um, that's cool. So tell us um, about, about how did you actually get into this? Tell us about, uh, before, before we go into a bit more detail on your coaching, tell us... Uh, how did you, what's, where were you brought up? Where was your what's your lifestyle like? And how did you basically? I mean, were you in a scenario like your clients that you needed coaching, or what made you go into coaching? And what was your? Mm. It's obviously you've obviously hit the hit that path for a reason. Uh, and what was your? Yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't a planned one, so I definitely kind of fell into it by accident. Um, I think, so about background, I'm, I've grown up in West London, born here. Our parents are both from Jamaica, so we've got a lot of culture that we've always held on to around a great work ethic and things like that. Um, but being here, I, I kind of knew I wanted to work with people, even since I was young. I just didn't know how. So at first I thought I'd go into psychology and I sort of thought about the idea of being a teacher. So there's loads of things that I had tried and studied, but actually coaching never ever came up for me until the last two years ago. Um, so I was working as a youth worker for 10 years, so that face-to-face -face with people, with families, with young people really, really been my home. And I realised that doing that work and helping people through transformation was something I wanted to hold on to, but I wanted to do it in my own way. Mm -hmm. um, and I just accidentally came across a coaching training program a few years ago and just went on a two-day course initially, doing a little bit around that. And then I just started helping out other people who were running their own businesses, like run workshops and just getting out there and really getting a feel for it. Um, so yeah, it just it came about quite naturally without really thinking or planning. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go 100% and actually try it out for myself because it just felt like the right thing to do. And that's, yeah, that's really how I got started. Okay, so did you when you said psychology? Did you go into psychology? Did you actually just do? Yeah, take... yeah, I did at university. I studied that. Did you oh, take a degree? Did you take any further, or was it just really just a, a part of just having a degree? Really, something to do? Oh uh, yeah, I did the degree. I'd initially planned to go back and uh, do a further course. I wanted my PhD in educational psychology, but life just started. I was running a business. I was working, and yeah, I just never really went back to study. So. 
I used the skills, but I didn't become a psychologist. Right, okay. that's, yeah, it'd be useful. So, um, tell us, well, I'm just, um, elaborate more on coaching. Tell me, obviously, I mean, I, on, on Facebook and the community, we're all, there's a, a lot of coaches, as I've said. Elaborate a bit more on, give us more of an insight to helping, obviously, you've helped. Uh, men and women so obviously if you're dealing with a man, a man side of things and you're dealing with a woman give us a bit more of a sort of break it down or process if I would say I was your I, I phoned you up and say I am needing a bit of a coaching or um, tell us to go through a process for example just to, how it all kicks off and what would I what would I have to do for example if I was going to be your client or talk, get some coached by you for example yeah yeah um, so if it was a one-to-one client and you came to me saying, you know, I'm unhappy or I've got this particular goal, or maybe you really don't know what you want to do, you just know you want your life to change, mm-hmm. I would sit down and we would work first out what that plan would be, so where it is that you're trying to reach. And I usually do one-to-one sessions every week or every other week if the person's particularly busy. I've got a client at the moment who is um, coming up to her finals in university. She's doing a few other things. So we've done fortnightly instead of weekly just to fit around her schedule. But we've got, so we would go through those weekly plans with you. I do everything personalised. So I don't, I do run group programmes. When it's one-to-one, it's got to be individualised for that person. So we would look at, where exactly you were on the areas in your life, like your health, like your productivity, like how you feel about yourself, your confidence and your mindset, and figure out what the biggest blocks are that are keeping you stuck right now from taking any type of action. If you didn't know what your goal was, I would start from the basics and we'd really do some goal setting and visualisations and we would get that set first before we figured out where we were going to go because we needed any point. And once you were happy with that and you felt like it was the right path, there are lots of tools along the way that I teach my clients um, depending on what their needs are. So it might be that somebody needs ways to change parts of their health around so I can help them with a food diary or creating a health plan. It might be that they need some tips and tools around confidence and you might use mirror work. There could be affirmations in there. It could be celebrating your wins. So we do weekly sessions, checking of how you're doing. Um, there's lots of productivity tools, you know, hundreds of websites and podcasts and all sorts of things on productivity because people are so desperate to feel like they are using their time in the right way. So whatever would be suitable to that person, I would tap into that as well. Um, So, yeah, it's really depending on where they're at, if they need a self-love process, if they need to start forgiving people in their life so that they can move on emotionally and just figuring out what that person needs at the right time. I do it quite intuitively. So I don't plan too far ahead because I have to meet them where they're at at the moment. So, yeah, that's how we check in. I usually do it over the phone or on a video call. Um, And if it's a group program, then I run those live. So those people are actually tapping in and can ask questions and go through the process sort of at the same time together, which is always nice as well. Okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna tap into uh, ask a question after our song, and then we'll tap in, come into the tap in talk talk about the the bit that you do work about, but obviously a general purpose uh, regarding youth uh, services and uh, youth mm. violence and other things that you uh, um, uh, you deal with as well that you work with, um, but on a general purpose. But we'll uh, we'll come back to that after. 
a bit of uh, if you're up since the ninety since working ninety five is not really the done thing anymore these days. It's not, <laughs> and uh, I think if everyone wishes that we could just get up and do ninety five every day, we'd be all happy days. It'd be great. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. ninety five in this day and age is usually like the eight to eighties days. So it's never uh, never much of a nine unless if you work in a hospital and you're kind of it's a twelve and a half hour shift. And it's crazy. So it's not quite a ninety five as we all wish, but we will. We can only wish if you do work at 95 well you're just a jammy sod that's what I say um, but we'll be back after a bit of a as I say the reason why I stopped talking about 95 we are going to be back after Dolly Parton 95 And I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five Hatsukin Rounds English Podcast Show on heartsonlive.co.uk with our guest co-host Nadine Barrett who's on the phone from London so um, I'm going to touch base with one question I wanted to ask you when you're talking you said some of your coaching is spiritual and spiritual in what way? I believe that everyone has a spiritual connection, not that they all tap into it. But for me, I really work on my own spiritual growth every day. So 
being more connected with the universe, looking at spiritual scriptures. Um, I look at things from Christianity to Buddhism, and I take all of the, the great philosophies that have been there. And I think there's lots of, there's a great movement at the moment for people, whether they're religious or not, just to feel like they're more connected with the world and themselves and to know that they've got that purpose, they, they get a higher calling, they know that they didn't create the world and they just want to tap into feeling happy and knowing that there's hope out there and um, people can really support them in what they're doing. So for me, I, I try and keep myself as aligned as possible, feeling good, and just use that within my own coaching to be, I guess, inspired in what I do. So I like to take inspired action, and that kind of works for me. What, what's your own uh, beliefs? Do you have a faith yourself at all? I was brought up as a Christian, so both parents are different, well, there were different denominations. Uh, both go to Baptist churches now. I go, but not as often. Mm -hmm. Still have my own faith, and I just practice in my own way. So, like I say, I like to take a lot of knowledge from everywhere and just combine that to what feels good for me as well. Okay, so interesting. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the, uh, obviously, youth we're coming to youth the services and declining that and uh, but we're going to give a shout out to our con contributors um, before we do that we'll just uh, you are listening to heartsonlive.co.uk so two seconds and we'll be playing one of our jingles we've also got uh, Engage coming up which uh, is the second year in the row uh, Engage is a a uh, gospel and uh, music event happening in Edinburgh happens in Aberdeen I think it was in Glasgow and Edinburgh um, run by Aloha and her husband setting it up um, and there's some we've got Wiyiwa um, who is a part of gospel radio down in south he's part of it and there's other artists being being there good to be there so it's engaged it's in July uh, it's going to be at the same rooms in Edinburgh again I think I'm not confirmed what the venue is um, this year but uh, if you were there last year it was really good really exciting some uh, it was a really nice event uh, to go to so Engage 2018 is happening this year um, so I look forward to that if you tap tap into the website heartsonlive.co.uk you can find out more information on what's going on also there is a competition actually if you're an upcoming artist or singer uh, and you maybe are looking to fancy singing Engage this year uh, there is a you can win up to five grand and uh, a recording uh, basically an album be recording sort of contract ish so um, if you want to win five grand and you've got a good voice and you can uh, send in your stuff to go to heartsonlive.co.uk and you can uh, send in your singing and see if it's any good if you get voted in or a local contact you happy days if not it'll be uh, thanks but no thanks to don't give up the day job but uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll be back in a second Hearts on Live Radio your favourite online gospel radio station in Scotland. So Nadine, tell us, um, declining youth services, um, the, what's your thoughts and what's, tell us about it, what's been happening, why you're so passionate about it, and obviously the uprising of youth violence, uh, mm -hmm. and obviously not just youth violence, it's obviously sexual violence as well, and other things are happening. Uh, there was just recently on the news today that... Um, there seems to be a lot of things happening. It seems to be in London at the moment, and uh, even with the uprising, there's a lot of gangs. And I was talking about this with our previous uh, guest co-host, Chipsy TV, uh, and she was uh, telling me about what's because on her doorstep she had one of the murders was happened uh, recently, um, and just on the news today was a policeman was sexually assaulted uh, trying to uh, apprehend uh, a, rape, a potential rapist. So, what's mm -hmm. your 
tell us your insight of a general purpose. I know you can't talk about your job in a sense, but on a general purpose, you can. Uh, tell us what's um, what interests you regarding this. Well, yeah, I think everybody knows at the moment London's on the map for not the best reasons, with the really high rise in murders that are knife crime related, as well as the amount of stabbings that have been normal fatal. And that is an issue across the country, which is what's most worrying. It's not isolated. We may have had the highest number, but it's definitely a rise of violence generally within society. And youth violence is just something that needs to be tackled across the UK. Um, so it's a sad picture at the moment, and I think it's really sad that all young people get tarred with the same brush. You know, people aren't all the same, they don't all make the same decisions, and even people that are involved in committing crimes or perpetrating violence, it doesn't mean that, that they're necessarily bad people and that there's no hope for them. It just means that we need to work a lot harder to figure out how to get in there earlier and do more at an early intervention level as well as when they are caught up in it giving them real opportunities to get out and see that they've got aspirations and they can contribute to society and they are worth a lot more than these really really dangerous situations that they're in most of the time because it's a really really scary place to be especially if it's gang affiliated as well um, and yeah you just talked about your, your last co-host seeing that you know on her doorstep and so many of us have been touched by what's going on. We've known people, we've seen things, or we're working in the area. Um, there's stabbings outside people's houses. And so it's a crazy, crazy time. Um, but the youth service is definitely, like I said, something that I've always been passionate about being involved in. And the decline in it is not a great thing to see over the years because we always knew there would be a problem but nobody wanted it to get this bad and it's not the only contributing factor there's a lot of issues in society as well but to not have a place to go as a young person to not feel you know i spoke to children in primary school that feel like they have no hope already and you're talking 10 11 year olds so that's a real issue that i think we all have to come together and actually face as a whole community rather than everyone pointing the finger and thinking somebody else is responsible um, and I just hope that, you know, the government can keep stepping up to support the work that needs doing. And it's not just going to be a short-term fix because it's a hot topic at the moment. And we can get those long-term measures in there and really support an entire families because this doesn't just affect teenagers that are caught up here. It's entire families and entire communities at the moment. So I'm not sure how, how are things in Edinburgh looking at the moment. Um, Edinburgh is uh, not too bad. I mean, you do see them uh, around. You do see little groups of kids, well, teenagers, uh, around the right, around about. And the obviously, the I mean, I I once was saying. I think I mentioned this out in the previous podcast, the uh, radio show. I just happened to be sitting in McDonald's one day, and, and there was kids, probably nine, ten, and the language coming out of them was just and not apparent in sight, and it just was just. It's just like crazy. It's, and I thought, good grief, is this what it's coming to? Um, and I mean, it's, I don't think it's as bad as it seems to be down south. There is ha- things that happen in Edinburgh, but nothing really, it's not really majorly like it is happening in down London. I probably have more things happening in Glasgow, more, it tends to be a bit more rougher over there. Um, mm. There's more things go there, but um, it's not, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. But I think, as I say, London is in the news, but whether, I mean, 
we if we things decline in services up here, well, we tend to, well, the SNP get blamed because they're the ones that are running the country, uh, running this, uh, under the government, uh, the party in control, um, out with obviously the Tories uh, across the board. Um, but who do you think is to blame for the decline in services then? I mean, obviously, you've seen the decline over the number of years. I mean, who do you think is to blame and why is it declining? declining because it wasn't seen as a priority at some point. It wasn't one government because we've had successive governments that have been with different parties. Um, so that's not one particular sort of sector to say they, they've just done everything wrong. But I think every government needs to really realise that when you cut frontline services of any industry and you cut things that are at that prevention, the grassroots stage, it's going to have a knock-on effect. And it will. There are people that really knew their communities that were working all hours. Like you say, it's not just nine to five. Yeah. We were open seven days a week. They were working at night. They were doing summer programs. They were going around to people's houses and supporting parents who couldn't cope for whatever reason. And those people's funding stopped or services that were even locally provided by councils suddenly were all shut down. You know, I've seen... London boroughs where youth clubs have gone down from 10 to 1 or in some of them pretty much nil. And that's same happening around the regions, around the city as well. So without those provisions in place, the people that really can tap into when people are struggling and getting that early help, it means we've got more people in crisis, which is the problem. Um, so we really do need that overall support, and it has to come from the top down because that's where the legislation comes from, that's where the funding comes from, and if you get a directive to do something, everybody then has to follow it. But if it's left up to local areas, they all obviously make their own choices, um, and they're not all as supportive as, as others are. So it's a complicated picture, I guess, but I think people just need to realise that we need to support families in their entirety and not just wait until they're struggling with debt and homelessness and 10 other problems compounded because that is going to have a negative impact along the way if people can't get jobs and they can't pay their bills and they're struggling with their health and everything else. Um, there's lots of things to look at, but, yeah, I just I wish more communities would be like communities, you know, the ones that maybe they used to be more back in the day. I don't even think most people know their neighbours these days and mm. there's so many things that we could kind of push forward for and it would make a happier society from stop as well as impacting on the level of violence that's being used at the moment. Okay, well, what we'll do is we're going to play another song in a second uh, sort of shout out to our contributors. We've got um, we have Guy R. Cook from the Guy R. Cook podcast who supports uh, contributes to our show um, regularly and through his uh, cross pro promo through his podcast if you um, want to listen to his shows they're about 10-15 minutes long 10 minutes long and does like a B2B does a uh, talks about um, business to business and, and a lot of snippets that you can do if you go to the, the Guy R. Cook report dot podbean.com or just search the guy or cook report and you will find him on google um you have eileen smith which is i-l-e-a-n-e it's uh, so it's i-l-e-a-n-e eileensmith.com uh, shows that it's a different spelling to the usual eileen um but she's if you're interested in doing a podcast or learning ways to broadcast whether it's podcasting or uh, via um, using um, a platform which covers multiple streams, whether it's um, she will 
has done little snippets of video uh, on YouTube you can find her there or through t uh, she does a Twitch she does lots of other things Skype and it goes to Facebook and everyone else and it's quite interesting she's testing lots of new platforms when it comes to podcasting so if you've never done a podcast before you've never thought of, ever thought of doing it EileenSmith.com is the place to go and you'll learn a lot just through watching her videos we've also got uh, John Drummond from IdeasGoLive.com who is a website designer he's based in Edinburgh um, if you're looking for a website and also Guy Cook does websites as well if you're in California um, and we have uh, Don Brandt who has a, a clothing apparel uh, so if you ever look for uh, branding you can go to littlebeaches.com but his website is off at the line at the moment while he updates it but if you're looking for like uh, leggings or gym wear or whatever he has an all over print you can even design your own if you are interested in that kind of thing so in my house hat we're supported by Shannon Griffin from For Humanities who's a t-shirt apparel as well and uh, does fundraising for cancer as she's a cancer survivor so anyway um, we're going to come back after we tune and we'll come back to Nadine and we'll talk a bit more about uh, insight to what she's been does uh, as a job and maybe the if we go a bit more depth out with youth stuff maybe something else you can talk about and then we'll talk about stuff in general about uh, just what she likes to do for fun and uh, whatever else she does uh, family time or whatever friends and uh, we'll go for, basically draw the show to a close we will also have her links and where you can find her uh, in the show notes to the show on the podcast at the end you can also listen to anytime anywhere on our the Hatchick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show um, which is a good thing so we'll be back after Denise Williams and uh, we'll come back after this which is let's hear it for the boy
And welcome back to the Antigua Ramsey Lynch podcast show with our fabulous guest co-host Nadine Bennett. See how you keeping on? You hanging in there? Hi, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening to the music. <laughs> so, um, tell us a bit. Obviously, you've just discussed about youth stuff. What other stuff is close to your heart that you kind of deal with? But you can talk about it in a general purpose. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so loads of stuff close to my heart, really. I I do volunteering. That's more around homeless people in shelters and um, providing food and clothing, things like that. Um, anything to do with kind of community level things that are going on at the moment. So I've done a lot of work on child exploitation, on trafficking, and modern slavery, the gangs we've talked about as well. I like to help other people out whenever they're doing events or community things if it's something that I really believe in as well. And just having lots of just fun with my friends and doing things whenever they are trying to up-level in their business or they're trying a new project, then I'll be there to support them and just give that kind of love and appreciation at the same time. So definitely try and keep busy, if nothing else. That's good. Uh, I don't know if you can or can't say regarding the trafficking side. Mm. I mean, the, yeah. what kind of got you? What would you like to know? Uh, what, what, what got you into that? And what got you to, what can obviously tell us the scenarios if you can, or uh, regard, is that more based in this country or is it in kind of different parts of the world? Uh, trafficking is definitely an international problem. Yeah. It's something that. Worldwide, it's the second biggest money maker for criminality apart from class A drugs. So mm-hmm. it's a big business selling people as commodities. People can make a lot of money from it. And what we see is a lot of organized groups are using people to as a double purpose, really. So they might be able to traffic them for forced labor. They might be into the sex trade. They could also use them as drug traffickers. They could be doing multiple things to make money along the way, selling weapons, etc. But people can double up quite a lot on on the um, sale for a group or a gang. So it's something that definitely affects us in the UK. And people get trafficked internally a lot, so that's from one place to another within the country. So they don't even ever have to leave or cross the waters or anything like that. Um, yeah, a massive problem worldwide. I think it's something a lot of governments are really, really pushing to step up with and look at what's going on and really give the right support around that. Um, yeah, so it's something I've been involved with for a few years. And there's a lot of great organisations out there at the moment, whether voluntary or not, and they're doing lots of work with victims of trafficking, which is just amazing to get them back on their feet and integrated into whichever society they choose to live in afterwards. Um, yeah, lots going on. I guess the nature of the problem, it just depends on what type of trafficking you're talking about, but it can lead to a lot of different outcomes for the victim, which is the sad part because they can be re-trafficked over and over again in some cases where they've been brought in and out of the country and every time they escape, they actually get brought back. And we've seen a lot of cases like that as well. There's lots of work to do on that front, I think, and bring awareness to the public as well so they can spot the signs of what's going on in their own neighbourhoods, really. What would you, I mean, how would you spot the same? I mean, I mean it's you, in a daily bit, you're walking around, you're getting on with your daily life. Uh, how can you, mm. what's the most obvious sign if you think somebody's been trafficked? I guess it's things 
was around um, talking about the modern slave react as a whole. That was brought in a couple of years ago by this government. There are 17 different types of modern slavery and trafficking the method of getting somebody into slavery. But it could be things around um, a house maybe with premises where somebody doesn't really, they're very isolated, they don't get to go out a lot. They could have been used as a domestic servitude slave, so they're within the house doing everything for those families, maybe not getting paid a very low wages. They don't have access to healthcare, to education. Sometimes it's about looking for those things that just don't feel right, they're a bit odd. So you might go to a shop and there's an extra bed in the back room where it shouldn't really be anyone sleeping there or too many people in a crowded house living in bad conditions. It could be about um, forced labour within different building industries. You know, if you've got a car wash that seems to be a bit too cheap and maybe people, um, you've got 10 people washing your car at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are in slavery, but actually it might be worth just letting somebody know about because those people might not have access to their passports, for instance, right. or maybe they don't have the, the free will to actually leave that job. So it could just be a really bad employer, but either way, it's not a great situation to be in, you know? Yeah. Um, so lots of different types, and I just think if if there's something that seems a bit odd, whether it's a particular house, a particular flat on your road, lots of comings and going, people coming in late at night, or like lots of noise, it, and it just doesn't feel right, or you see someone that looks quite upset, then you're probably right, because people have great gut instinct, and they just don't always listen to it. So there could be something going on there. That's good. If you if you have that kind of if you see that in your own community, if you're listening to this show today live, also you mm. can re, hear the replay. Uh, keep an eye out in your own community. It's good just to tell somebody because the last thing you want to do is have people being exploited or trafficked in any way because you want to try and stamp it out. It's a big interest, industry across the world, whether it's sex mm. trafficking, uh, human trafficking, anything. We just want to clamp this out because nobody should be treated in this way. Uh, but it doesn't help with. Uh, I mean. These days, there's so many people being moved and wanting to try and get to a better life, try and get to different countries, try and think the grass is greener on the other side, but they get taken advantage of and they get their money yeah. taken off. And it's often, and then the day they end up uh, stuck in a trafficking scenario. So, if you know of anybody, you think you know of anybody in, in a scenario, Try and, get, try and get help, try and get them to get out of it. It doesn't matter if it's trafficking, it can be domestic violence, domestic abuse, because I currently know two people who are going through a similar situation, actually a man and a woman who's been going through it, but this psych psychological side of things. And it's hard, difficult scenarios, and it's hard to see when you watch it, and you, you can't do anything, really. It's just a scenario, and every scenario is different, and it's difficult to see and what to do. Uh, but it has to, you suddenly just have to let it. You can't, mm, you have to just yeah. stay quiet, you just have to watch. Right, but yeah, if you can let someone know whether it's a domestic abuse helpline or a modern slavery yeah. helpline or crime stoppers, you know, you can pass that on anonymously and at least you know yeah. that somebody will get at least a phone call or someone will check up on them. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one these days, especially if it's, uh, I mean, you try, but you just, you know, but it's a. Uh, it's it's, it's, a, it's a, such a complicated scenario, even though you when you make the even though what's the government the laws are, but when you're trying to do something about it, it's knowing whether it will get done or not. And that's the question. And because of the basically, there's so many cuts these days to things and frontline services, as you were talking about. Uh, and it's where where do you where do we go? That's the question. You know. And we hope that these is just because we're just so short staffed that these things are not some the 
select fear getting dealt with, but the rest are not, if you know what I mean. Definitely, but I think if you tap in to at least the national helplines and they will know what's locally available and some areas have amazing resources, refuges, mm-hmm. they have support groups, they have people that will go in and get you know, relocate someone, get them on their feet and mentor them. Um, I can't say that's the same up and down the country, but at least they'll know what's available. Exactly. It's better, I guess, to say something, like you say, because if you're having to sit and watch it and you can't do anything, yeah. and then passing it on to someone who can, at least there's a chance there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we'll play one more song and uh, we'll come back and just talk a little bit of general chit-chat before we round off the show. Uh, you have been listening to um, the Hand Chicken Rams of Age podcast show. It's not over yet and we have a little bit more to go. Uh, so sit back, relax and uh, we'll go back to a little bit of the coaching side because uh, we're going to, this is where the encouraging part when we will leave with a, a bit of enthusiasm for you if you are sitting on your backside and you're just realising what do I want to do with my life, where am I going what do I want to do, what do I want to achieve what's the light at the end of the tunnel uh, I'm stuck in a rut well, uh, this is where you've been listening to Nadine Barrett we're going to, you're going to make you into an emerging warrior we're going to be somebody, you're going to grow you're going to step out of this, your box and you're going to start climbing the ladder basically, uh, so, and it will be the final countdown for your old stuck in a rut life and rising up to the new one that you're going to kick off by speaking to Nadine and connecting with her and being an emerging warrior so we'll be back after Europe which is the final countdown but not the final countdown for the show but it will be final countdown for your stuck in a rut life so if you're you're going to connect with Nadine after our show and uh, you can uh, touch base with her if you want to get to be an emerging warrior so we'll be back after this classic from the final countdown which is Europe so we'll be back in a second
welcome back to the Hatrick and Ramsey Age podcast. You're listening to uh, myself and our guest co-host Nadine Barrett. Uh, you still uh, conscious there? You've not been washing away in the background there, Nadine? Yeah, yeah, that was a great song to actually end them on. I love the intro you you said about um, the final countdown to the life that they're in now. That was really good. No, it's a classic song, though. Classic tune, just brilliant. Yeah, uh, Europe, it's just genius. It uh, is. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, well done. When I'm thinking about songs to play, and I'm thinking, oh crumbs, what do I play? Uh, and some of the modern stuff I look at and I go, nah, maybe not. And I look at the older stuff and I thought, oh, that's good. What do I listen to? I'm always listening to, well, up here, I listen to, well, there's Radio 4th in Scotland, which is one of the Radio 4th Edinburgh. So you go 4th 1 and you go 4th 2 and there's a Radio 4th 3. The 4th 2 is more of the great hits. It's constantly all the older stuff uh, when it's great. And I'm listening to the tunes and I oh, fancy playing that. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure it out. I know it's a kind of, because it's, the platform is like on a, a Christian radio station, and I'm kind of thinking I don't think I get quite get away with. I, I, I like a bit of meatloaf, and, I, and as I'm trying to figure out the best song which I could probably play <laughs> and get away with it without yeah. getting a loho coming to take, chop my legs off. Um, but um, so I do like a bit. There's some I like the classics because some of the older because they've got me the good good they've got meaning to them. They've got. The verse, there's more than one verse, it's not just repeated after 20 times, um, like these days, and, uh, and that's what I like because a good bit of classics, which is great. Mm. I was thinking about playing, um, what is it, Can not Can it Candy Stand, Gloria? Well, I was thinking about putting that one on for some reason, but I didn't decide not to. Um, but, uh, but I like the kind of classic ones, it makes it a bit more interesting and mix and matching it. But um, yeah, tell us before we round off the show a little bit. So what kind of stuff, what, what do you do for fun? Like cinema, shopping, uh, Netflix, what do you, what kind of, yeah, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Um, cinema, I'm actually going to cinema tomorrow. I haven't been for a few months, so I'm looking forward to seeing, oh, I think it's a horror, The Quiet Place. I'm going to go and watch that. Okay. Uh, I like catching up with my friends, having dinner, having lots of laughs and, you know, jokes with them, going out for cocktails. Definitely my little sweet indulgence mm. there. Um, yeah, lots of things. Definitely into shopping and things like that, but don't get as much time at the moment because I'm really working on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I do just go out, have fun and relax and give myself a bit of time to indulge in all the kind of normal hobbies that people have as well. You're going to see The Quiet Place. I've heard it's been really scary. A lot of people have come out a bit <laughs> different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be fun time. <laughs> you, might, you might turn a if you turn a funny colour a sheet white. You go, oh, oh dear, oops. <laughs> you might just go, oh dear, I wish I'd brought them the pens. <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah, so you might need a yeah. It could be <laughs> full capsule bricking it. <laughs> so turn go in there. Oh, this should be a fine film to watch. Absolutely scared of the wits of the coming. But um, yeah, so I've, I, I've had, I'm going to go to the cinema. On Sunday, I see my friend Rab uh, going to potentially. Re- I know Avengers has just come out, but that'll be probably super packed. We will be looking at the Rampage, which is with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, is that potential mm. one? So I like about The uh, Rock. So um, I'm probably going to see that. I'm not sure what else. We'll probably going to see there's a few that's come out. So um, that's my plan. But I do like, I'm, I'm a TV buff, I like to watch stuff. But um, but yeah, so let's round off. Give us a final for anybody who's wanting to connect with you. Where can they find you? Uh, give us a 
Emerging Warrior finale speech. Mm. Oh, lovely, lovely. That sounds great. If you're listening, it's all planned. Honestly, it's totally all planned. Just part, just doing my job, you know what I mean? (laughs) Really, it's just off the cuff. Uh, (laughs) But go on, give us that Emerging Warrior kick-ass speech. Okay. Okay, so... Obviously, you've heard a little bit about me, Nadine Barrett. Um, I run Just Me on Life Coaching. And I guess if you are feeling stuck, if you know that you want more in your life, you feel like even if things are going okay, there's a chance that you can up-level and get the things you really, really desire, or you are fed up with being fed up, then this is the time to turn things around. As you just heard, this is the final countdown. You don't have to wait until a new year or a particular date to start again. You can do it any time and reinvent yourself and just be connected, find the balance in your life, move forward confidently, most importantly, find a way to be authentic with who you are. So if you do want to connect with me, I am on Facebook under Nadine Barrett. I've got the JustMeOnLife.com website. And I think we'll drop in those links afterwards if you want to check those out. And also, if you want to join the Emerging Warrior group, you can search for that on Facebook or go to the link itly, bit.ly forward slash the Emerging Warrior. And in May, we've got a really, really exciting challenge coming up. I'm looking forward to this one. It's called Turn Complaints to Kindness. It's going to be a 28-day challenge to really recognize those complaining habits move forward into being in a kind state of being and start to break those bad habits because we've all got them. I need just as much support as all of you. And if you want to come and join us for that, I would be more than welcome to have you and just move forward into changing that mindset around. So there's all of that. You find me, connect with me on social media through the website and if you're looking for anything around meditation i've just launched a free meditation mini course and i can put the link in for that as well so you can download those for free start to really up level find a bit of happiness in your life and do it guilt-free look after yourself put yourself first and know that the more and more that you are filled up you can get back to the world in an even better and more amazing way so don't hold back be an emerging warrior and join us there we go. Happy yeah, days. So uh, if you're um, if you're sitting at home and you realise you need to declutter as well, she's been talking about decluttering. Uh, you can start <laughs> to shift. Uh, if you're a man and you're looking at you've got you keep buying new underpants, your old ones are still sitting there, and you're going to need time to tuck them out and get some new socks and freshen up and be emerging warrior. And I must go through and say I need to declutter. I tend to buy stuff, and I I don't get a chance to wear it because I'm always wearing my work clothes. And I look at myself and I'm never going to wear my my, my I very rarely in my normal clothes well as in normal out with work stuff I'm constantly mm. wearing work stuff I'm always branding uh, but uh, and people just uh, look at me and say you're always branding and so like, I'm always working that's my problem <laughs> so <laughs> it's a kind of outfit so I'm not going to turn up to work in my normal my good stuff and end up uh, just get wrecked but never mind so just do two seconds as we will play the out the tune that we brought Nadine in with and then we will wrap up Nadine will say her um, goodbyes in a second but we'll uh, just as I say she came to play and she played and she's going to make you play so uh, as I say I came to play there's a price to pay time for you to get down on your knees
There we go. Nadine, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for uh, being a part of it. So um, you can say your goodbyes and uh, wrap up the show. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This has been amazing. It's my first radio podcast show. So glad it was held by you and you've led it really well. It's been really fun. And I'm glad for anybody that has taken anything away from this. It's been time well spent. And if you want to connect with me afterwards, please, please do. I'd love to hear what your struggles and your stories and your wins are. And let's just stay in the loop and help each other out as well. I'm right here. So thank you for having me, Fraser. It's been amazing. Well, uh, for everyone, you can get all the links to her where you can find her and uh, on the show notes on the podcast where you can listen to anytime, anywhere. So uh, if you're on a train, if you're just sitting in a boring waiting room, you can tune in to this podcast. Anyway, take it easy, peeps. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing, and we'll catch you next week where we have a big guest on the show next week. But you'll just have to find out later on. Bye-bye now.